the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Back in my younger college days, I went to Ohio State University as a freshman, and I had designs on yeah, several things I wanted to achieve. I get my degree, of course. Uh, I also really wanted to obtain a varsity letter, a blocko. Saw guys wearing them across campus. Those cream-colored sleeves with a scarlet coat and the scarlet O and the gray outline. And I thought, you know what? That'd be cool to earn one of those. Well, a new generation of Ohio State students can earn themselves a scarlet letter. But it will certainly make their life a lot more unpleasant than mine would have been had I acquired a varsity letter at OSU. Hi, everybody. It is a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Willey Show. I'm glad to be with you, and I'd love to hear from you today. How do you feel about President Christina Johnson? Yesterday afternoon, shortly after our show ended at 1 p.m., emailing everyone saying, you need a vaccine or you will wear the scarlet letter, unclean, unvaxxed, unable to circulate on campus starting in the spring quarter. And uh, we're going to put your life through all kinds of uncomfortable prohibitions against your freedom if you do not do it. You can apply for an exemption, and I would encourage you to apply for an exemption. I will share with you later today in the show the story of an unnamed local father who petitioned his local school district for a waiver to absolve his kids of wearing masks, and he achieved it, which is awesome. And I think that is how, as Christians, we should proceed. We should pursue every avenue that the authorities allow us to pursue to get an exception. I have no idea what that noise is. Sorry, maybe I'm only maybe I'm the only one hearing it. But I would love to hear from you today. I have already heard from many of you on Twitter. Do you approve of Ohio State requiring students to get the COVID-19 vaccine? Yes, 31% of you. No, 69% of you. You can continue to find that poll at my Twitter site at bhools. So, Buckeye students, you have to have your first vaccine shot by October the 15th. If you're getting the Johnson & Johnson, that'll do it. If you're getting Pfizer or Moderna, you have to get the second shot by 
November the 15th. This mirrors the Wexner Medical Center policy, which announced earlier this month it would require, require its employees to get the shot. But I have a question. The dispatch reports that 73%, more than 73% of Ohio State's community, so that'd be faculty, staff, and students, have received the vaccine. At least one shot. Now, I'm not a vaccine convert. I'm not a mandatory vaccine proponent. But I follow this stuff pretty closely, and I believe that herd immunity is believed to be achieved at a 70% vaccination rate. So if herd immunity is achieved at a 70% vaccination rate, and 73% of Ohio State's community has had at least one shot, according to Christina Johnson herself, why does she need to institute a mandate? She says... There is strong support for this requirement in our community, including student, faculty, staff, and university leadership. I bet you'll see protests today on campus from those who do not share that sentiment. From the beginning of the pandemic, her statement continues, we have made data-driven, science-based decisions and followed the guidance of medical and public health professionals, including the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention and state and local public health partners. Yeah, I'm sure you have followed them. It's just that very few... Well, let's put it this way. Many people do not believe that those authorities, A, are completely unpartisan actors, and they don't believe that their quote-unquote science is really science. It's more opinion. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Let's talk with Chris in Columbus first today on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello, Chris. How you doing? Very well. Thank you for your call. Uh, I, Con, I, I run a company. Mm-hmm. Um, privacy reasons, I won't state uh, which one, and uh, to protect my staff as well. Um, of course, the owners and I highly encourage uh, our staff to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not mandating it you're not um, why not president not biden mandated. president biden encouraged you to mandate it yesterday have you made yeah. a, have you made a final decision not to do it, that or are you considering it i uh, haven't made a final decision to do that yet i know it's the uh the fda just fine you know approved the uh mm-hmm. pfizer the pfizer one full approval um, yeah of course they haven't they haven't approved the moderna or the johnson johnson so possibly when they approve the all three of them we will um, of course, it's a struggle because the, the labor issues right now are trying to get people. Yeah. Do you have a sense that your employees, do you have a sense that you'd have employees who would leave your company if you required a vaccine? And would that be a hardship for you? I don't think so. I think we have a pretty solid staff of uh, a group of people. Uh, they're pretty dedicated to to, to, to the company. And to, to what we do on a daily basis, um, I think we have a large number. We have like a 10% vaccination rate. Wow. Uh, and we've had four positive cases in the past month. Um, one uh, individual was even in the hospital for a couple of days um, with uh, pneumonia symptoms. Okay. And it's still, it's still not enough to get 
through into their heads how serious this is. Okay, let me stop you right there because this is an interesting perspective. I'm so glad you called. So you've had four people in your company. Can you give me a sense of how many you have so that I can tell what kind of percentage that is? You have like 20 people, 50 people? Fifty people. Okay, fifty people. So you've had four out of fifty. It's it's prudent to believe you'll have more. I think four out of the fifty. The one went to the hospital. The other three presumably did not. Have they recovered? Are they back at work? Yeah, all four. Uh, three of the four have recovered. They're back at work. Even the one that was in the hospital. Um, we have one individual who's out now. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So you said, and I'm not. I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just really trying to pursue this. You said people don't realize how serious this is. I, that's your opinion. I don't. I share your opinion. People die. It's serious. I get it. But here's what I see. I look at your company from the outside in. I don't know the hardships you've suffered because those people were off. But I look at it from the outside in, and I think, okay, four out of 50 are off at one time. Now they're back. There'll be others go out. I'm assuming you can handle four out of 50. None died. In the grand scheme of things, your characterization of serious and my characterization of serious are totally different. I look at it like, okay, there's a bug going around. People got sick. It's probably not the first time you've had four people off work at one time sick, is it? No, no, of course not. So why do you think this is – why do you characterize this as serious when the survival rate is well over 99.9%. Unless you're obese, unless you're old, that kind of thing. Why do you think, Chris, because I really would love to understand the perspective of someone like you who thinks differently than I do, why do you view this so serious that people need to go out and get a shot for it? Granted, there's a hundred ways, different ways to look at this. Um, So we're all in this together. We're all entitled to our opinion. Um, So... I respect, I respect that. Um, no, I need you to t- I, I, I want to understand. I can't understand if you don't tell me why. Why do you think it's serious? Is it you, you fear that eventually you're going to have somebody die? Or have you had somebody die? There has to be, I would think, a personal attachment to this, a personal experience with it that tells you this is serious. My people need to take advantage of the shot. Only 10% have. I'm frustrated by that. I love my people. I want to support my people. I want to help them. How do you make the case to them that this is serious? We have a subcontracting company that helps uh, us as well. Um, the owner of that company, his wife and her friend, uh, both passed away uh, a couple, two or three weeks ago. Okay. Uh, they were both in their 30s. Okay. Two females in their 30s. Okay. See, that is powerful. That is powerful. That I can accept. And I think that is... I understand your viewpoint of it. I really do. And I really appreciate your call. Thank you very much for calling the show. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. I would love to hear from more of you about, particularly if you have an Ohio State student in your family. If you are an Ohio State student, what are you going to do if you've been anti? Now, one other thing, Afghanistan continues to be a train wreck. And there's a parallel between Afghanistan and the vaccine mandate question. Oh, you'll be amazed at this leap, (laughs) clumsy one, at that, in logic from the Columbus Dispatch, of course, always fodder for leftist lunacy. It's the Bruce Hooley Show.
I wonder if Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby was a hockey goalie in an earlier life. Man, he stands up there and like pad save, stick save, kick save in a beauty, fending off questions from journalists who look at these pictures from Kabul airport and it is just heartbreaking. The number of Afghanis we're going to leave behind and maybe U.S. citizens we're going to leave behind. So... Here's one thing. I'm going to tie this to vaccines, and I'm going to get to your calls. Patrick in New Albany will be first. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. So I learned something today from Jennifer Griffin at Fox News. ISIS, or whatever the new nickname for, uh, whatever the new name for ISIS is, ISIS hates the Taliban, and the Taliban hates ISIS. And so the thought is, our troops and people at the airport might be, and ISIS is trying to get into the airport to blow everything up. The Taliban's trying to keep ISIS out. So there you go. So remember, we look at the Taliban as our enemy and ISIS as our enemy because they both are. But ISIS hates the Taliban. Okay, so by that logic, you could say, well, if ISIS hates the Taliban and we hate the Taliban, then ISIS and the United States are one and the same. We're ideologically aligned. Now, that would be a ridiculous argument, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be a ridiculous argument? Of course it would be a ridiculous argument. But it's not a ridiculous argument if you're Laura Bischoff of the Columbus Dispatch. I don't know, Laura. Laura, I'd love to have you on my show. Because you make the point today that I think is the same point I just made about ISIS and the U.S. being aligned because we both hate the Taliban. Here's her story today. Anti-vaccine demonstrations across Ohio in recent weeks are drawing extremists that include conspiracy theorists, white supremacists, and people who misappropriate the Holocaust. And she goes on in this story to talk about the fact that, you know, making the strong insinuation that if you oppose vaccine mandates, well, the Proud Boys oppose vaccine mandates, so you are a Proud Boy. Anti-Semitic idiots oppose vaccine mandates, some of them, so you, by by opposing vaccine mandates, are an anti-Semitic idiot. And she goes and quotes a sociology professor from UD. You ever noticed in these stories about vaccine mandates and how you're a terrible, horrible, awful, racist, bigot person if you oppose a vaccine mandate, that you're one of those? You ever notice they quote sociology professors who, quote, study hate groups and extremism? You notice who they never cite in a story like this? They never cite a constitutional lawyer. They never cite a civil libertarian. They never cite a constitutionalist who could make the case that it's an infringement on your freedom to require me to put something in my body that I don't want to. Oh, 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 but on the my body, my choice thing, well, they'll parrot that all day long when it comes to killing a baby in the womb. Patrick in New Albany is next on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello, Patrick. Hey Bruce, how you doing? I started the uh, Linen Golf outing a few weeks ago. Hey, hey, um, hey! We raised what did hey, we man. raise? What did we raise for the Panthers at the Linden Golf Outing, Patrick? Uh, Thirty-five thousand dollars, sir. There we go. This that is, is about twenty-five thousand. People, Amazing. hold on a sec, Patrick. This is one of the great stories in Columbus, and I need to do a better job of telling it. The New Albany Presbyterian Church has adopted the new the the Linden McKinley football program, and they have. Just done amazing things there. They go down, they cook a meal for the kids every week if Columbus City Schools allow them and all that stuff. But Patrick and his good people from the New Albany Presbyterian Church, great golf outing, and uh, New Albany Lynx, get in it next year. I'll be in it and uh, just had a great time. Thank you, Patrick. Now, on the topic of vaccines. Prior story is dangerous. Um, 
that start start is, start again because we had your sound down. Start again. Oh, sorry, sorry. I said that prior story you just talked about the dispatch story is yeah. a dangerous yeah. path we're going down. That's a very us them. That is uh, that's that leads to real civil unrest. So yeah. we got to be super careful that we read that the right way. Um, that's real dangerous talk. But um, I heard a point yesterday afternoon after your show on another on another show that I wanted to get your thoughts on. And when okay. I make the point, cut me off because you'll you'll get it. But the point they made was. Why is it that these mandates are in place for such a small percentage of the population affected in a way that inconveniences or uh, infringes on the rights of most for the rights of few? And he went on to explain how that affects transgender bathrooms. It affects the words you use. It affects the church you go to. It affects the vaccine you choose, the decision you make. All those things is really this idea of you've really – you're not creating more – civil liberty, you're actually restricting civil liberties in the vein of saying this is a civil liberty move. We're trying to promote, you know, this continuity across our across our civilization, and this is all for your own good. But it's really not for our good. It's really for the good of a very few that are affected by this. So your thoughts on that, sir? Yeah. Thank you, Patrick, for the call. I appreciate it very much. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. This whole idea we have now of inconveniencing, imposing restricting freedoms of the masses for the few. And look, it is not only possible, but authentic to be able to say, number one, COVID is serious. Number two, it is survivable. I was speaking with a friend of mine who is a a doctor and he's a cardiopulmonary specialist. He said, as I was talking to him about someone in my family who's in their 50s, but very overweight and had a COVID scare, a very, very dire COVID scare. They're fine now. And he said, I'm thinking back since this started, and I can't think of a single person under 60 who I've treated with COVID who wasn't morbidly obese or didn't have some other comorbidity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people. And this is the question. I apologize to you as a listener that I did not ask our earlier caller, Chris, who said the two women in their 30s, colleagues who died of COVID, and that's why he thinks COVID is serious. I get that. I fully get that. But I should have asked, and I don't know, but I should have asked, are they obese? Are they smokers? Do they have some other kind of comorbidity? Because, yeah, there are healthy people that you look at and go, this this makes no sense. They died of COVID. How? Why? That's the exception. Far and away the exception. But we're going to inconvenience, restrict, and order around the few because of the exception. I'm not in favor of it. I think it is a horrible decision by Ohio State, and I hope parents and students push back against it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.